Church thanks you as well. I'll be more awake. Um, but I also was thinking about the many people that are going to be going back to school, whether it be college, etc. Many of the teachers and coaches that we have here that are going to be going back. Um, so I want to kind of mix it up a little bit this morning. If we could spend our corporate prayer time in praying for those folks that are going to be going back to school. So if you're our teacher, administrator, if you work for the school district or anything like that, can you stand up right where you're at for us so we can see who you are? Who you are? Yeah, if you could just stand up right where you're at. Yes. Let's give them a round of applause. Yes. <clears throat> so keep, remain standing. And if you are a student that's going to be going back, uh, to college. Remain standing, by the way, if, you're, if you are part of it. Yeah, if you're a student, uh, stand up where you're at. If you're a student, you're going to be going back to school. We want to be praying for you. Yes, thank you. So let's do this. Yes. <laughs> let's do this. Can we, uh, if there's somebody that's around you, can you lay a hand on their shoulder? And if not, I don't want you to have to get up. I want you to extend a hand towards them, okay? And we're going to bless them. Can we do that this morning as they go back? Let's pray together corporately for these folks. Father, I think about the many teachers, administrators that invested in me over the years when I was in school. And, and I want to thank you that I, that I know beyond a shadow of a doubt that many of those were followers of you, Jesus. And so, God, we want to pray for these teachers, administrators, and yes, even students, that they would burn brightly as they go back into their community, that they would keep this perspective God, that, that this is your time, this is your kingdom, this is your moment, this is your place, this is your purpose for them to represent you, Jesus, in those places, in those schools. So, God, would you mightily fill them with your Holy Spirit, God? Would they, would they see this as an opportunity to, to really show the great love of Jesus Christ to all of those people that are around them? So bless them and bless their schools that they're going to be going back to as well. And we ask this in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Thank you. Yes. Thank you very much. So this morning, you know, we're going to be going on, uh, continuing on, I should say. We're going to be, we're doing this, uh, let me make sure I got the right thing there. Am I on? Bingo. I got to press play. There you go. Now, bingo. I just want to remind you what the definition of sacrifice is. An act of giving up something valued for the sake of something else regarded as more important or worthy. Now, we've been going through the sacrifice series, started a couple weeks ago. I kicked it off with talking about the heart. Jeff talked about our identity last week. And this morning, we're going to be talking about time, sacrificial with our time that will actually affect our future. And so I just think about this concept of time. It's such a broad thing, isn't it? You think about time. I was just on vacation, and, and I'm wearing a one of the many licensed products from the D.C. area. At least that's what the handwritten note said. It's officially licensed. <laughs> um, but we had such a great time away. We were gone for eight days, and it went by like that. And, and it's amazing to me, as we go away on these family vacations, that you, you have a moment to press pause, and you begin to realize that... Um, ooh, that's hot. Ooh, I just burned my tongue. Anyways begin to realize how fast time really does go by. You know, we ran into this family that were there, and they had these little, two little girls, and, and instantly I just, I just remembered that when my kids were that little, and now they're, uh, this coming year, all of them are going to be in their 20s. And I thought, wow, I can't possibly be that old, one, <laughs> but, but unfortunately I am. But time just goes by so fast, and so we're going to be talking about sacrificial, being sacrificial with our time, being intentional. 
And we're going to jump right in. Now, this is a couple of things I want you guys to remember. And if you guys have the uh, version app, all this stuff is written on there. You guys can follow along, press on events, and all those slides will come up that you guys will need. But I want to start from Ephesians 5, 15 through 17. And it says simply this. Look carefully then how you walk, not as unwise, but as wise, making the best use of the time, because the days are evil. Therefore, do not, therefore, do not be foolish. But understand what the will of the Lord is. Ephesians 5, 15 through 17. Are you making the most of your time here on earth? That's one of the things I want to challenge you with. And I get that this is this very huge ethereal thing that's kind of up in the air. Time is this, this conceptual thing. It's like, what, what does that all mean? And my hope is that we can bring it from here down to here. Something that's very practical for us as a church. Okay? Because we can think of time as your life, right? As in years. 365 days, you could break it down to a month, you could break it down to a week, you could break it down to a day, you could break it down to an hour, you could break it down to minutes, you could break it down to what? Seconds, right? Even milliseconds, all those other things. But I want us to, to consider that God will someday hold us, hold us all accountable for the time that we spent here on earth. You guys get that? That someday, guess what? Every single one of us are going to face God, and he's going to ask us about our time that we spent here on earth. You know, one of the things that, that uh, I love doing when we go on vacation is visiting different historical sites. I'm a big history person. I love that. And my son Kyle shares that same passion about history. And so one of the first things that we did was we went to Mount Vernon. Does anybody know what Mount Vernon is? It's where George Washington lived, right? And it's still there. And it's pretty amazing how they have really kept these things up to spend. I mean, it's 200 and something years ago. George Washington lived there. He walked the grounds. He owned all this land. And it's just amazing to me. It's kind of like, wow. And my sons and I were, were kidding around. I'm like, wouldn't that be cool if one of us did something significantly historic? And then 200 years ago, they're, they're visiting our condo. <laughs> you know, they're walking through the three-bedroom condo. This is where Lindsay slept, and, you know, kind of one of those things. <laughs> I just thought that would be so weird. But time, you know, George Washington made a significant impact on the time, with the time that he had here on earth. You guys get that? But this is what I don't want you to do. I don't want you to, to think that just because I'm not a George Washington, just because people aren't going to be touring my condo, does not mean that my life doesn't count. That my life doesn't matter, because realistically, it does. Some of us in this very room might be thinking that my life doesn't matter. And God wants you to know that, no, your time here on earth is significant and it matters most for the kingdom of God. You guys get that? I'm hoping that you guys are hearing this very thing, that you matter, that your hours, your minutes, your seconds matter, that the clock, yes, is ticking, and that God will hold us accountable for every single moment, every single time that we spend here. The will of the Lord for your life. That's interesting, isn't it? Therefore, do not be foolish, but understand what the will of the Lord is. And see, here's the thing. It's different for every single one of us. You guys get that? It's different for every single one of us. That God has purposed and planned for you to be right where you're at, in your family, at your work, you name it. With all your personal relationships, all those things. God has purpose. So we need to eyeball. What does that mean? God wants us to consider our time and how we spend it. So the question is, are you making the most of your time? I want you guys to think about that for a moment as we, we look at some of these other concepts. So eyeball. You guys ever hear that, that term, eyeball something? I'm going to eyeball something. I want you guys to really consider, to look, to think about conceptually time. Am I spending my time wisely? 
So I want you to eyeball that. Even now, you might be thinking about that. Am I doing that? Well, guess what? I want to encourage you that, that this is a wise investment. That you guys have seen this time on Sunday morning as something that you want to invest in. And I want to encourage you. You are taking the step in the right direction. That you are certainly eyeballing your time. But God wants us to consider that this morning. Eternity. Our time versus kingdom time. Now I'm going to read this from James 4, 13 through 14. It says this. Come now, you who say today or tomorrow we will go into such and such a town. Spend a year there and trade and make profit. Yet you do not know what tomorrow will bring. What is your life? For you are a mist that appears for a little time and then vanishes. Let me read that again. What is your life? For you are a mist that appears for a little time and then vanishes. I want you to think about eternity. Our time versus kingdom time. When we were in D.C., it was so muggy. Who's been to D.C., by the way? In the Oh, so you guys get what I'm talking about. The month of August is so extremely hot, right? And not only that, but the humidity is, is just crazy. And so it was funny because we were looking at um, these different maps, and we went to go, one day we went to the archives, right? The National Archives, where the Constitution is and Declaration of Independence is and stuff like that. We went there, and we were looking on the map, and we had a tour of the U.S. Capitol, that was a little bit down the street. And as I was looking on the map, I'm like, well, it's less than like 0.6 miles. It's less than a half mile. Let's just walk. So, so we get out, right? And we're starting to walk. And by the time that we got to the U.S. Capitol, I think I lost five pounds because we were just sweating so much. But one of the things that we got were these, these uh, O2 cool misters, you know, where you could, you could drink it as a, I forgot to bring it this morning. You could drink out of the bottle, but you could also, there's this trigger, you could do what? You could do a mist, right? You could, and it sprays you if you have ice water in your container. It's nice and cool. It didn't matter that day because we were all hot and sweaty, and I felt sorry for people that had to sit next to us. But, um, but it was so extremely hot. But that mist is just there for a moment, and then it's just gone. And I think part of what we, what we do as human beings is we don't think that eternity is coming. We don't think that our life is going to be that short. We don't think in all these different terms. But guess what? Our life is like a mist. We're here one moment and we are gone the next. I want you guys to start thinking about the, the conception of time. That our time versus kingdom time is very, very different. One of the greatest things that I, I love about um, the internet is that we get to get to look at some of these really cool illustrations. And one of my favorite preachers is Francis Chan. Who's ever heard of Francis Chan? So he has this illustration. So one of the things that he, he's big on, if you guys ever listen to Francis Chan, he's, he's big on eternity. He's big on focusing in on eternity. You guys get that? You guys hear, hear some of the things that he says? And one of the thing, illustrations that he uses is this. So I want you guys to focus on this white, this piece of tape that I have in my hand, this white piece of tape. I want you guys to consider that this represents your time on earth, okay? This little piece of white tape represents your time on earth. And guess what? Here's eternity. Oops, sorry, Brad. <laughs> You'll be limping in eternity, I suppose. But anyways, but can you guys get a visual aid of what I'm trying to tell you guys? That, that man, we are so focused on our time here on earth, which is just this little piece of paper. That we are investing, that we are looking, that we are pouring time into this little stretch of, of this moment, this mist of time that we have here on earth. When we have all of this eternity that is coming our way. Can you guys see what we are, the craziness of our life? 
that we are living for this white piece of tape instead of in view of, of God's eternity and his purpose and his plan for us. I want you guys to visually see what I'm talking about. That, that man, it's crazy. It's ridiculous, isn't it? Psalm 90.12 says this, So teach us to number our days, that we may get a heart of wisdom. Psalm 139, verse 16 says this, Your eyes saw my unformed substance. In your book were written every one of them, the days that were formed for me, when as yet there was none of them. Guess what? You have an X number of days that you have here on earth. And guess what? That time is very short. The Bible talks about having maybe 70 or 80 years as being a good life. I just turned 52 this year, and I'm just thinking, wow, my, I'm well over half, half done. And the challenge this morning is for us to consider that, man, there is an eternity in heaven that God is expecting us to keep our eye on, okay? There is an eternity in heaven, and yet we are still people, men and women, that are so focused on this little piece of time, this moment here on earth, that we're totally missing out on all the things that God has purposed and planned for us to do. Eternity, our time versus kingdom time is quite different. It don't matter. It doesn't matter. Number two, basically, our time versus kingdom time is very, very different, guys. Very, very different. Let me just get out of this. Can we try it one more time? That's all right. Take good notes. That's all. Number two, what's that? Try it again. I told you to, to uh, forgive me right up front, right? <laughs> I don't think it's working. That's all right. That's all right. So number three, you get, let me go there. Oh. <laughs> no. Uh, well, if any of you guys want to come back here and try to fix this, so that's, that's fine. Um, um, one more time. Cannot connect up to sanctuary. That's all right. I'm just going to keep going. Uh, number three, your eyes fixed. We need to have our eyes fixed. And I'm going to pose a question. Is your time kingdom focused? Is your time kingdom focused? Is your time more about this yellow tape than it is on this piece of white tape? That's the challenge. That's the question I want to pose to you. And it's real easy as we begin to funnel this down. What the, the answer to that is, what do you have your eye on? That'll be the answer to that very question. Is your time kingdom focused? The answer to that is, what do you have your eye on? I want you guys to start thinking about that. What do you have your eyes fixed on? What is your eye fixed on? I'm going to read from Matthew 6, 22 through 24. It says this, the eye is the lamp of the body. So if your eye is healthy, your whole body will be full of light. But if your eye is bad, your whole body will be full of darkness. If then the light is in you is darkness, how great is the darkness? Verse 24 says this. No one can serve two masters. Listen. For either he will hate the one and love the other, or he will be devoted to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve God. And in this passage it says money, but really it says mammon. And all mammon is is materialism. Stuff of this world. That's all that means. 
That you are either going to serve God or you're going to serve the stuff of the world. That's what I want you guys to hear. That's from Matthew chapter 6, verses 22 through 24. You see, we have these dual realities, right? We have these two great choices that are right before us. One will dominate, and what you have your eye on will actually work its way out in the way that you spend your time. That's what I'm trying to tell you, that whatever you have your eye on, that's, what you're, that's, that's going to be the tell sign of what you're, where you're at. That's where you're going to tell if you're spending time, kingdom time or not. No one can serve two masters. I was thinking about um, how, we, how often I spend my time. Whether it be for me or whether it be for the world. It is, and I could think of it, these moments, right? And you think, wow, it's impossible. It's really impossible for me to even think about, am I doing this right or am I doing this wrong? I'm going to be do- giving you guys a challenge. Because I think we make it too difficult. I think we make it too difficult. Because really, this is the simplicity, simplicity of it. It doesn't matter if you are um, at home or at work or whatever you might be doing. God has given, us, given you that day to spend his time wherever you are at. Does that make sense? The very practical working out of this is very simple. Am I representing God in the places that he's put me at? Am I, when I, here's a great example. When we were in D.C., uh, I'm sorry, when we were in New York City. We're, have you guys ever been to New York City? It is absolutely crazy, right? Who's been there? Raise your hand real quick for me. I mean, the, talk about the city that never sleeps, right? We were going through Times Square, and it was jam-packed on a Thursday. Uh, wait a minute, Thursday? Yeah, Thursday. We spent all day Thursday in New York City. And it was jam-packed with people. I mean, you could not walk 10 feet without bumping into somebody. That's how crazy it was. And I'm thinking, okay, it's going to probably not be as crowded as we walk outside of Times Square. But guess what? Everywhere that we went, everywhere, wall-to-wall people, people all over the place. And, and you couldn't, I mean, people were just walking around with like this glazed look on their face. Like they knew where they were going to go. They didn't care if you were there or not. They were just going to get there, right? So we're walking down the street. We're walking actually down Fifth Avenue. You guys know Fifth Avenue is with Prada and all these other great crazy places are. We actually went into one of the stores and we saw, just for fun. And, you know, we're all dressed in shorts and, you know, we're all sweaty and hot. And, and it's this high-end place. And we walk in and there's this dress there for $7,000. Shh, surprise. Birthday's coming up. Shh, just kidding. <laughs> no, I didn't buy it. <laughs> And then we go outside and uh, just kind of laughing about it. My, it was funny. My wife had, she, they had some perfume testers out. What, what store was that, huh? What was it? Louis Vuitton. Well, you know, that's French, I guess. Anyways, she, <laughs> she sprayed some of the tester, you know, perfume on her. And she's like, I think I have about $1,000 perfume on right now. <laughs> She's like, we're not going to take a shower tonight. I'm just going to let it off. <laughs> and then we went outside back into the maddening crowd, and we we're walking along. And, and uh, my wife was by my side one minute, and then the next thing I know, she's gone. I'm like, what? Where'd she go? Like, somebody pick her up and just take her? You know, kind of one of those moments. And I turn around, and she is... She's talking to this guy in a wheelchair... That has no legs. And he's just and he's just sitting on the side. 
And, and my son comes back and, and says, Mom, um, what did you say to him? And my wife said, I just told him that God has a purpose and plan for him. And my son Kyle said, man, I, I walked right by him. I didn't even see him. Which I'm going to guess that 99% of the people that day didn't see him. But thank God for my wife who has a kingdom lens. You guys get it? She has a kingdom lens. Her eyes are fixed on the kingdom. So wherever she's at, wherever she puts her foot at, she's trying to represent God in real time. Right where she's at. You guys get that? So number three, we need to have our eyes fixed. Is your time kingdom focused? And the great answer to that is, what do you have your eye on? Because that will be your answer. That will be your answer. You see, it's so important for us to be people who see, see through God's lens and know that our time here on earth is so for His establish His purpose, His plans. Our eyes need to be fixed. Is your time kingdom-focused? Number four, his eyes fixed on you. That's the, the number four point. And the question is this, who has their eye on you? And I just put a bunch of question marks there because I can't answer that for you. Only you can. I'm going to read from chapter 6 of Matthew, verses 31 through 32. Um, and also Matthew 6, verse 26, those specific verses. First Matthew six twenty-six, and it simply says this. Look at the birds of the air. They neither sow nor reap nor gather barns, and yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not of more value than they? That's Matthew 6, 26. I think some of us know the answer to this, and some of us don't. I don't think some of us really understand the great value. The Garabedians just had a, a child, right? Is this, was this their first Sunday, by the way? The first little ones? Is this his first Sunday? Can we give it up for the Garabedians? Yes. Uh, third, right? Number three, right? Do you value that baby any more than your other two sons? Okay, since you can only videotape me, they're shaking their head no. Okay. Me, maybe, one. No, just kidding. I <laughs> have three sons as well. <laughs> Who has their eye on you? I want you guys to, to hear this. If anything that you hear from this message this morning, I want you guys to hear this. Verse 26 says this, Look at the birds of the air. They neither sow nor reap nor gather into barns. And yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not of more value than they? Are you not of more value than they? Let's get this straight. God has placed such a great value on you that he saw fit to send his own son to die for you. That's how much he's valued you. Can we get that straight this morning? Can you receive that maybe for once in the first time in all your life that you have great value? Yes, you do. 
God values you. His eye is fixed on you. Who has your eye on you? The God of the universe has his eye on you. The same God who created the stars, who made the sun, who gave the earth his frame. He has you in his eyesight. And he's looking at you. He's saying, you have great value to me. I love you. And you think, no, not me, God. And God's saying, no, you. Even with all of our stuff. God doesn't value one person more than the other. Well, maybe me because he loves me more. But, um, but seriously, he values every single one of us. He has his eye fixed on you. You know that there's a huge difference between, between, um, between needs and wants. You guys get that? There's a huge difference between needs and wants. You know, we need water, right? We need water. You guys agree with that? Yeah, but sometimes we want a, a soda, sometimes we want a juice, sometimes we want, you know, so, so there's a need and then there's a want. We need water. We don't need soda. We don't need juice. You know, we, we, we need water. There's a huge difference there, right? It, it, to me, it's amazing. We were, we were uh, well, let me read this next verse to you. Read Matthew chapter 6, verse 31 and 32, and it says this, Therefore, do not be anxious... Uh, saying, what shall we eat, or what shall we drink, or what shall we wear? For the Gentiles seek after all these things, and your Heavenly Father knows that you need them. That's from Matthew six thirty-one through 32. Let me read this again. It's so important for us to catch this. Matthew six thirty-one and 32. Therefore, do not be anxious, saying, what shall we eat, or what shall we drink, or what shall we wear? For the Gentiles, listen, seek after all these things. The Gentiles do what? They seek after all these things, right? They're, they're going for all these things. They're looking it out. Have you guys ever played? Well, the kids that are 20 and less probably don't understand this. But who played hide-and-go-seek? <laughs> yeah. Who played hide-and-go-seek or kicked the can, right? The whole purpose for hide-and-go-seek was that you had a base and you counted to, I don't know, 50 or whatever. And then by the time you counted to 50, everybody else was, guess what? They were hiding. And what did you have to do? You had to go and actually go look for them, right? You had to physically go look for them. And if you got to the base before the person tagged you, you were safe, right? But hide-and-go-seek. The Gentiles do what? They seek after the stuff of the world. That's what they do, right? They seek after the things of the world. Listen, verse, verse 32, And your heavenly Father knows, listen, knows that you need them all. God knows what you need. Do you guys get that? That God knows what, he, what you need. His eye is on you. And he hasn't forgot about you. Remember, he has great value in you. And he knows the need. He knows what your needs are. But guess what? Not only does he know your need, but he knows your want as well. It's such a great passage of Scripture to look at, Matthew 6. Because at that very end, it says, Seek first his kingdom of God. We're going to talk about that. And his righteousness. And guess what? And all these other things, guess what's going to happen? All these other things will be added unto you. I shared earlier that we drove uh, from Washington, D.C. We drove all the way up to New Jersey. We spent the day in New York. Um, on a Thursday, then the very next day, we're going to drive back down to Washington, D.C. That's where our hotel was. That's where we're going to fly out of. And so we're looking at the map, and my son Kyle, who loves history, says, Dad, can we, can we stop off at the Liberty Bell? I'm like, okay, the Liberty Bell. I, first I thought he said Taco Bell, and I said, no problem. But, um, <laughs> but he said Liberty Bell. I'm like, okay, let, let's take a look. So we looked, and it's actually, you guys know where Liberty Bell is? You guys know how far it is? from New Jersey to Philadelphia. You guys know how far that is? 
Well, I do, okay? <laughs> it's very, very far. I'm like, well, let's ask the rest of the kids, you know? And, and so we, uh, <laughs> so I said, all right, let's do it. So I looked at the clock and it said, okay, it's going to take two hours to get there. I'm like, all right. So we get to Philadelphia, probably be another hour and a half back to D.C. from there. So I'm like, let's get in the car, let's go. So we get in the car, go to see the Liberty Bell, because I know that's what he wanted to do. He didn't need to do it, but he, I knew that's what he wanted to do because he loves history. So we saw the Liberty Bell. We're on the park timer thing, you know, where it's like 10, 20 bucks for 10 minutes to park in this garage. So I'm like hushing, I'm rushing the kids to do, see Liberty, but there it is. Let's go. You know, kind of one of those things. Get back in the car and we punch in the estimated time back to Washington, D.C. Three hours. We're talking five hours. So I began to call this the, the Liberty Bell drive from hell. Let's strike that from the record. I didn't say that. But here's the thing. Me being a dad, knowing that there's there's definitely needs and there's wants. I knew that my son loved history. And I knew that he wanted to see the Liberty Bell. That doesn't necessarily mean that I was going to sacrifice everybody else's time, sacrifice my time, sacrifice my wife's time as we were driving. But I knew that he wanted to go see it. So we sacrificed as a family and and it became not only just a need, but it became a want. We fulfilled a want. I want you guys to get that picture. That God values you. He knows what your needs are. He knows what your wants are. And guess what? He is after it for you. And he knows what's good for you. He knows what's bad for you. So guess what? He's not going to always give you what you want. But you get what you need. Somebody should drive, write a song about that. But I want you guys to hear the difference. That the, the point four is this, that, that God's eye is fixed on you. That you hold great value. He knows what your needs are. And it's totally different when somebody is trying to pursue something. But when a big, powerful God knows that what you need and what you want, and he's on your side, and he's after it for you. There's a huge difference. He wants to give that to you. You guys get that? Kyle could not get to Philadelphia on his own. I wanted to get him there. And God is just like that. If I, me being an earthly father, know the good thing to give to my child, guess what? God, our heavenly father, knows the great things that he need, that you need and that you want. And he's after it for you. He is after it for you. You guys believe that? Because there has to come a point of delineation here, guys. Because I'm either wasting my breath, wasting my time, or else we're believing God's word. Do you guys believe that? You guys could talk in church. Do you guys believe that? Because too many times we sit in church and we, we hear a good word, but it doesn't sink deep to our soul. And God's word needs to be piercing our heart. It needs to be piercing our heart. Your heavenly Father knows that you need them all. God knows that he knows that he knows. Check out Matthew chapter 6. Such a great, great read. And lastly, I want you guys to, we're talking about time, and we're trying to take it from here to something that's very practical. Um, Established sacrifice of time is point number four. Start every day. If you guys are taking notes, I want you guys to to take note of this part because here's a practical application. Start every day when you first wake up. Seek first his kingdom and his righteousness. Matthew 6, tells us that. He tells us that, right? But seek what? First. This is the very next verse. But seek first the kingdom of God and what else? And his righteousness. And all these other things shall be added unto you as well. 
that's the very first step is to seek his kingdom first. That's the very first thing that we need to do with our time. That's the very first thing that we need to sacrifice time-wise is seek his kingdom first. So, number one, start every day when you first wake up. So I'm not talking about early in the morning or late in the afternoon. What's whenever you wake up? I know some of us work at night. When you first wake up, first seek his kingdom and his righteousness. What does that mean? That means, hey, Lord, good morning or good afternoon whenever you wake up. Um, I'm going to seek after you right now, Father. Whatever that looks like, I'm going to be reading your word. I'm going to be praying. I'm going to be listening to worship. I'm just going to be seeking, seeking you out right now. Just like hide and go seek, right? Just waking up and saying, God, I'm going to seek you. Whenever you wake up, do that very first. Seek first. It's very simple. Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. Number two, remind yourself. Up front here, I have a rubber band on myself. Up front, I have some rubber bands that are next to the communion. When you guys come up, I want you guys to, to get, get a rubber band, put it around your wrist, and I'll tell you why. Remind yourself, this rubber band, that it's God's time. God is the one who's been given us this time, right? It says that God knows exact days for us. God's the one who's given us this time. It's the king's time. And you are supposed to be about his kingdom, right? His kingdom business throughout the day. So I want you guys to, as a reminder, this next week to grab a rubber band, put it around your wrist. And in case you need to do this, to, as a reminder, snap your own wrist. Say, hey, I'm supposed to be after God's kingdom. This is God's kingdom. It's his time, not my time. I'm supposed to be spending it in his, for, with this eternity in mind, with this eternity in purpose. This is what that's, this rubber band is supposed to remind you, okay, to do. Number three, do it every single day this week. Whenever you wake up, Seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, his time. Do that every single day this week. Sacrifice. Sacrifice your time. Is it worth it? Yes, it is. Let me ask the worship team, by the way, to come up. Worship team, come on up. And then number four, becoming a kingdom disciple that sacrifices time with eyes fixed on the future of eternity. You guys, we need to be uh, men and women the disciples who understand that the sacrifice of time is for a future purpose, is for a future uh, time, right, in eternity, that we have to be men and women who stop focusing on this little piece of tape. Does that mean that we can be lazy and just sit there at home and say, oh, God's going to provide for me? I don't have to be anxious about anything. No. You guys see a bird, right? A bird flies around, gets the business done. We're supposed to be after his kingdom. It's his time. It's his purpose. We need to spend it for him. And then lastly, if you guys uh, think of these E's, um, eyeball, right? Eyeball. God has given you time. Consider. Consider the days. Consider the time that you have left. For some of us, it could be greater. For some of us, less. I want you to eyeball. I want you to think about that first thing. Consider it. Eternity. Is your eyes, are your eyes fixed on eternity? Or is it fixed on this, this very short time? Is it supposed to be on eternity? Are your eyes fixed on, on him? Or is it fixed on this? Because his eyes fixed on you. Not like a fly swatter you. <laughs> But he loves you. He gives you great value. So we should want to do that, right? We should want to 
now sacrifice our time for him. So worth it. Then lastly, establish. Establish a time where we say, God, I'm going to, with the great intention, I'm going to start my day. Because that's the only way I'm going to get your vision. That's the only way that I'm going to get my eyes fixed on your kingdom is if I start the day with your with, with you in front of me, saying, God, have your way with me. Here's the great thing about God. He's a forgiver. He's merciful and gracious and kind. He does all these wonderful things for us, and it's never too late with him. Right? So it doesn't matter what's been in the past. Start tomorrow. Start tomorrow. Start tomorrow. I can pray for us. Okay, don't forget about the rubber band. Make a commitment. Make a commitment. God, with great intention, I'm going to sacrifice. Father, uh, I think about every Sunday that we get to meet as your, as your church, as your body. And the many things, God, that we can talk about, the many things that we have talked about, But this concept, Lord, of time, how we spend it, how it affects our future. That we cannot serve two masters, that's clear. Father, would we make a commitment this week, would we make a commitment in this moment to serve you, our great king? And would you empower us, God, by way of your Holy Spirit? Would you, would you walk with us this week to say, God, now I'm going to have your kingdom focus. I'm going to have my eyes fixed on you because I know your eyes fixed on me. And you, you hold me in high esteem because of your son, Jesus Christ. That I could be after it. That I could be this representative at work, at home, on the street as I'm walking by. I could really see people, God, with your lens, with your eye. That I would make a great impact impact in this world that my eyes would be fixed on this eternity that is ever before me that this life is like a vapor god would you remind us how short our time really is and would we be a church cedars church that makes a great impact for the kingdom of god so lord remind us ah remind us now it's about what we're going to do from here going forward our days are numbered May you be glorified in every single moment, God. We need your help to do that. So bless us. In Jesus' name, amen.